You're listening to the best barbecue show. I'm your host, Yoni Levin, and I have a question for you. Do you like great barbecue? I do. I set out over a year ago now to create a show about barbecue, about tasting it, about the people who cook it, and about all the amazing places that serve delicious, wood-fired, low-and-slow Texas barbecue. Texas barbecue is unique from many other states. It's actually descended from the Germans who moved here almost a century ago. They had a simple recipe to cook cheaper cuts, and all it took was time and some salt and pepper. Originally, barbecue wasn't even the main event in most of these meat markets. It was a way to preserve the meat uh, that the butcher hadn't sold yet, uh, the way your local grocer cooks rotisserie chickens to get a few extra days out of their meat case. It wasn't something that originally was thought to be the main focus, but it's become that over time, uh, the way a lot of peasant food has uh, kind of become the main course. And now the funny thing is that Texans are actually going to Germany to teach them how to cook barbecue. It's it's actually circling back around, uh, not just in Texas, but all over the world. Uh, Texans are flying all over. They're spreading the gospel of Texas barbecue. Uh, there's smoke houses in Tokyo, Toronto, Copenhagen, Adelaide. Uh, and I even talked to a guy in London that's advertising some Texas barbecue uh, and making some sandwiches that look like they could have been made uh, right here in Austin. I can't tell you much about all those restaurants because I haven't been to them, but I know what I've seen on the internet, and I definitely have them on my list for future episodes. Uh, and as I've said before, you know, always tag at Best Barbecue and all your favorite posts. It's how I've discovered half the joints I've been to. It's how I've gotten in touch with a lot of the places, a lot of the people that I get to talk to, and it's a great way to connect with barbecue places all over the world. So make sure to tag me. Make sure to shout out the best barbecue show because we really want to be attached to anything that you're seeing uh, that has to do with barbecue. Uh, Even though it seems like the world's not that big, every week I meet 100, 200 new people just through social media, all who are cooking or some sort of barbecue uh, enthusiast. What I didn't realize when I began the show was that I'd be posed with a problem, a problem that's almost insurmountable for one person, a challenge that only a true meat man can handle. Uh, And I'm not talking about having places to cover. Uh, If you know anything about barbecue, you know there's a new barbecue joint springing up every week. Uh, And now that the word is out, people are working their butts off to create barbecue that rivals the greats. Everyone's read Aaron Franklin's book. Uh, There's a million other books out now that talk about barbecue, that talk about meat, that talk about beef. Uh, And that's not to mention all the websites and YouTube videos and everything else that's available. The problem wasn't quality either. Uh, In the last decade, the amount of good barbecue joints in Texas has probably quadrupled. Between YouTube, AmazingRibs.com, and all the books, uh, the techniques of Texas barbecue are, are no longer a secret. People understand that you put it in some sort of convection smoke device, You put some sticks, preferably a nice dried out oak, run that for 10 to 12 hours and you've got a good brisket. 
Uh, in fact, the next undiscovered pitmaster could be listening to this show right now, sitting in their backyard, secretly cooking the best briskets that none of us have ever tasted, just waiting for their moment to drop that perfect bark and masterfully rendered fat right in our laps. Whoever is out there researching for the Texas Monthly Top 50 has their hands full for the next few years. I know that. Uh, shoot, maybe they'll even round it up to an even 100 uh, because there's so many barbecue joints just in Texas now. I also thought a problem when I first started this show would be access. I was worried about the pitmasters. Uh, you know, they're working hard. They may not be that friendly. They may not want to share their work. They may not want to share how they do things. They may not share what kind of wood. I've had a few people leave out some details when we have an interview. But in general, if you listen to the show, you know that everyone has been open and sharing. And I've been happily surprised at the amount of openness of my guests. They're super friendly people. It's a loving community, a hashtag barbecue fam. Uh, for those of all of you who haven't seen it, I mean, the barbecue family is a real thing. And people who like to take time cooking food, they also like to take time to be with people, to be with people they care about, to be with new friends. I've spent so many hours at these barbecue joints. Uh, the people who love cooking it, the people who love creating these amazing meals also love to talk about it. Uh, they welcome us into their pit rooms, their small offices. They hang out with us at their huge patios with their fancy cocktails that have all kinds of smoked ingredients in them. Often we talk for hours before the interview and talk for hours afterwards. I've spent an entire day at a place that I thought I was just going to spend 90 minutes doing an interview and jumping in and jumping out. Sometimes it's hard to stay on schedule. Really, the problem was what to cover. Uh, I really need to choose different things to cover throughout the weeks, and I have to decide of the five different barbecue events that are happening that week, which one am I going to cover? Which one can I go to? Because unfortunately, so far, there's only one of me. You know, I'm, I'm wondering who I should talk to. Do I talk to an amazing pit master? Do I talk to the owner of the restaurant? Do I talk to an up-and-comer? Or do I just take a total right turn and hang out with a competition team at one of the local rodeos? If you've got someone you want to hear from, if you've got someone you really uh, would love to have on the show, tag me in their social media. Tell them they need to be on the best barbecue show. Say, hey, you're an interesting person. You need to be on this show. Uh, I love meeting more and more pitmasters and other barbecue people. Uh, speaking of, I'll be at the Jack Daniels Invitational this weekend. I'll be hanging out with Brad and Brooke from the shed, uh, you know, Scotty, Buggy, that whole team, and you'll hear a lot more from them. On top of all the other teams that are there, I'm going to try to get in a few places. Uh, the people over at Jack Daniels were friendly and nice enough to give me a media pass, so I'm going to have a whole bunch of access. And if you haven't been to Lynchburg, Tennessee before, you're going to see what it looks like and kind of how a small town turns into a big party whenever the uh, the invitational comes around. If you know a team or a pitmaster who would love to be on the show that's there, uh, definitely send them my way. Send me a DM. Send me their information. Some of our best interviews happen from a comment on our Instagram that someone made, hey, you need to talk to this guy. And even from Twitter fans, and those of you who know, know that I'm not that active on Twitter, but I get out there. I'm really grateful for all these connections and interactions and I really appreciate all of you working so hard to connect all the dots in the barbecue world so don't be shy uh, feel free to bug us feel free to tell us uh, what we should have up next and if you're going to be at the Jack Daniels Invitational definitely send me a message I'd love to meet up I'd love to meet fans and I'd love to meet other people 
that have heard of the show that I haven't been able to shake your hand because if I could, I would shake the hand of every person who's listening right now because I truly appreciate every single one of our fans. Just to give you a behind-the-scenes look, I talk to tons of barbecue people every week. Uh, I talk to pitmasters, I talk to owners, and I talk to them about what's next. I talk about who's cooking, um, what's new, what's different. The borders between Texas and the rest of the U.S. are literally melting away. Honestly, the borders between Texas and the rest of the world are melting away. I've got a big fan cooking in the Philippines. His name's David Peralta. I sent him a little Facebook message as I was writing this, uh, letting him know I was shouting him out. He's super excited. But he cooks at a place called Rubbed and Smoked in the Philippines. They fly USDA Choice Black Angus Brisket from Star Ranch. They fly it across the Pacific, and they put them into what's called a Barrel Pro, which, as you probably guessed, is a Texas-style offset smoker. So we're talking other side of the world, Texas offset smokers, custom-made. I'm going to post some pictures on the Instagram. Check them out. Uh, but not only are they cooking on these you know, homemade offsets from Barrel Pro, also cooking the briskets with dragon fruit and tamarind indica wood. So if you thought post oak tasted good, I can't imagine what a dragon fruit brisket tastes like. The pictures look great. They even have their own line of barbecue sauces. But if no one's told you yet, I'm announcing it now. Barbecue is taking over the world. Uh, And it's a challenge every week. I look for the best news, the most interesting people. Uh, Having said that, I've got a few new ideas that you'll start hearing about in the coming months. SCA steak cook-offs are taking off. I talked to Joey Machado about those a couple episodes ago, and I might even start competing in them. It's something that's super easy. You can just show up with a simple grill. They give you the steaks. The competitions run throughout the year. It's a lot easier than a big barbecue competition. I was first introduced to these uh, at the NBBQA convention this year. I liked it because it was simple. You get two steaks. You basically pick a number, and let's say you're first, you get the first steak pick and then you get the last steak pick in the second round Uh, it's pretty simple pretty even odds all you have to do is turn one of those steaks in so you get two steaks and you only really have to cook one the way you like it but to win it needs to be perfectly medium they have a a scaling chart and everything you check it out on the SCA webpage they're usually looking for a couple other nice things like some grill marks it's not overly flavored it's not overly spiced Uh, it's just a simple well-cooked steak or I should say a medium cooked steak. It really excites me just the simplicity of it. You know, in competition, you have tons of injections and sauces and additives. And I feel like it's taken away from some of the natural flavors of the meat. Also, the cost of competitions can be crazy. At sometimes you might pay $2,000 just for the place you have to put your smoker. The equipment's expensive and home cooks and others uh, that might want to dabble or try this out. There's a huge cost of entry. The cool thing about steak competitions is you don't need much to enter. Some people just cook on small grills. I talked to the guys from M Grills uh, at the Hill Country Cook-Off last weekend. These guys at M Grills are making a little ammo can looking grill. They call it the C4. And it's just big enough for a couple steaks. You can make one chimney of coals, dump it in there, cook it. And then once it cools off, it just shuts like an ammo can. It's got a little handle. It's a super easy travel grill. Uh, if you want to Google it real quick. It's a, it's a pretty cool looking thing. So I'm excited about that. I'm trying to decide what my steak grill is going to be. And honestly, I just think the average person wants to be able to cook a perfect steak. I can't think of a better way to practice than to buy a week's worth of ribeyes and cook them up every night until you've got your method down. Uh, these guys 
pay attention to how many minutes they put on each side. Let's say they have a steak. They let it warm up a little bit to room temp. Uh, might put a little oil on it, some salt and pepper, something really simple. And they might cook that for one minute in one direction, another minute to turn it and give it some grill marks, and then two more minutes with a turn on the other side. Wouldn't you like to know down to the second how long a perfect steak tastes? That's something I'm really excited to figure out. If you're keeping up with us, you'll hear all about it. If you're keeping up with us, you'll know what we're doing, where we're competing, and how we're trying to advance barbecue and just the meat man lifestyle. Uh, If you've heard the show before, you know I've set out on an adventure that is just getting started. I mean, we're almost 80 episodes in, and I feel like I've barely covered anything. I feel like I'm just getting warmed up. So no matter where the barbecue world goes, we're going to be there. We want to talk about it, we want to taste it, and we might even try to cook it ourselves. But before I go, I wanted to talk to you about our awesome merchandise. I set up a store not too long ago. It's got Meat Man and Meat Woman shirts. We also have some cell phone cases that are good for all iPhones, even the brand new ones, as well as most of the Samsung Galaxies. Uh, All of the sales of this site go directly into producing the show. They help us travel, they help us keep our equipment running, and they help us take the time to create this show for you every week, as well as all the social media and all the awesome meat shots that pop up in your Instagram every day. If you're looking for that merchandise, go to bestbbqshow.com right now. Uh, buy a shirt, help support the show. If you're looking for other stuff, tote bags, pillows, underwear, who knows? Let me know. Uh, I'm trying to decide what else I'm going to put in that store and the Choices of items is going to grow significantly over the next coming months. Uh, If you're thinking stickers, don't worry. Those are already in the works. We're just kind of figuring out a distribution model for that. But as always, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for being an enthusiast. Thank you for loving the world of barbecue. I'm so grateful for every single one of you fans. And don't forget, tag us in all your social media. Tag us on Facebook. Let us know what you're doing. And if you see someone manhandling or uh, being a little too rough, remind them, hashtag don't squeeze your meat. Have a good week, y'all. Hey, they call me the meat man. Y'all don't see me eat now. Hit on the meat man. Y'all don't see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green or showing the hell that like a meat. I'm the meat man. Y'all to see me eat now. Woo!